Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! According to St. Mark, the fifth chapter. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. The one of the leaders of the synagogue, named Jairus, came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather she grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhaging stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, but only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they entered the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, "Why Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but is sleeping. And they laughed at him. And then he put them all outside, and he took the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and he went in where the child was. And he took her by the hand, and he said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this, they were overcome with amazement. And he strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. We are in, this morning, the Gospel of Mark. And Mark is my favorite Gospel. Um, I took a semester-long course in seminary. It was probably my favorite class of all time that I took. Um, So I know a little something about the Gospel of Mark, just a little, wee bit of something. And and I love it. And and the Gospel of Mark, I often talk about, is the Gospel that has double crossings and split stories. Okay? 
Mark likes double crossings and split stories. I'll explain. A double crossing is this. One of the things that was so important to the writer Mark is that people would understand that that Jesus was here for all people. And so on one side of the Sea of Galilee was typically Jewish, okay, and Jewish culture and Jewish people. And on the other side of the Sea of Galilee was Gentile territory. And so Mark does a lot of back and forth. He will spend some time on the Jewish side, and and he will perform all kinds of healings and miracles, and then he will cross over to the other side of the sea, and he'll perform just as many healings and miracles on the Gentile side of the sea. He wants us to understand that Jesus is here for Jews and non-Jews, okay? That Jesus came for all of us. Now, a split story is what we have in front of us this morning. It's a literary composition, okay? It's that we start a story and it gets interrupted with a second story. You see it all the time in movies, right? You get sucked into a plot and then all of a sudden they break away in suspense and they go to a whole other version of the story, somebody else's perspective. It's the same thing. It builds drama. And Mark likes drama. Huh, maybe that's why I like Mark. He likes drama. And that's part of what we have going on this morning. So here we have Mark, and he crosses the sea. If you were to look up the story right before this, Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, we would have an incredible miracle exorcism. The story right before this one is Jesus exorcising demons not only of Gentiles, he's on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, but swine herders. It's a story where he casts out the demons and puts the demons into the swine herd and they go running into the lake, okay? That's a story right before this. That's what he does on the Gentile side of the Sea of Galilee, right before he crosses over to the Jewish side this morning. So think about this. It's really important that you hear What do we have in this story? We have Gentile. We have swine herders. That's nasty. That's wrong. They're unclean. They're about as bad as you get, right? You know all that. Now we come to the Jewish side, and the first person we deal with this morning is a man. And what was his name? Do you remember what the man's name was? Jairus. Let's start there. The man has a name. Yes? The man over here in this story is a demon-possessed person, a Gentile. We have a Jewish man who has a name that's written down in Scripture, and not only does he have a name, he's a leader of the synagogue. So we have extreme differences in our stories. We have this leader of the synagogue whose name is Jairus. And he has a problem, doesn't he? What's his problem? His daughter is sick. She's more than sick. She's dying. And when it says she's dying, it leads us to believe he has already exhausted every possibility under the sun. He has gone to the doctors. He has gone to the healers. He he has taken her into the synagogue. He has had laying on of hands, done with a child. Anything you can imagine, this synagogue leader has done it all. Imagine, if you can, 
this leader of the synagogue, the pride that he must eat, the chastisement that he must endure if he goes to some crazed itinerant preacher, some miracle worker and healer, to ask for help. And that's what he does. He comes begging. Repeatedly, he begs Jesus, come and help me. My baby, my 12-year-old little girl is dying. And then the story gets interrupted. And who does it get interrupted by? A woman. Does she have a name? No. She's a woman. She's already bad because she's a woman. She has no name, so she's not important enough to have a name. Now, what is the problem with this woman? She's hemorrhaging. Let's put it out there, okay? Cover your ears if you don't want them to hear. She's had her period for 12 years nonstop. That's the bottom line of what's going on here. 12 years she has had her period. It is out of control. She has gone to doctor, to doctor, to doctor, and her situation has only gotten worse. What do you know about blood in the time of Jesus? Unclean. She could not be around a single person. She would have to go off private into some other tent where she certainly wouldn't be around any other men. And she would have to stay there till her bleeding is done. She would have to be made ritually clean again so that she could enter back into the community. Where is this woman this morning? She's in a crowd. She's in a serious crowd. The crowd is so big, they're pressing in on Jesus. What does that say about her desperation level? She is so desperate, she has tossed everything aside. In fact, that is the common denominator of Jairus and this bleeding, hemorrhaging woman. Their common denominator is that they are so desperate that they have forgotten everything. They have forgotten absolutely everything. Who they are social protocol, what people might, might say to them, what, how people might look at them, how people might treat them, how angry people might be at them. The Jewish leader who comes to some itinerant preacher and healer to ask for help, a bleeding woman who, who touches how many men in this crowd of people just so she can touch the hem of Jesus' cloak because she knows that she would be made well. Jesus says, believe. Just believe. Have no fear. And believe. We all, every single one of us, I don't care who you are, need some sort of healing. Whether it's in our relationships, whether it's our bodies, whether it's our mind, our spirits, our heart, whether we suffer from depression or cancer or abuse, if we have a relationship that that got broke years ago and still haunts us and drags at our hearts and our souls, we all need some sort of healing. There isn't a one of us sitting here today that's immune. But Mark 
is here to tell us that Jesus has come for every single one of us, no matter who you are, named or unnamed, known or unknown, person of authority or a demon-possessed swine herder. And Jesus says to you these very simple words, do not be afraid. not be afraid and believe. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.com We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by his love.